listeners uh we are back at it again with another cold open (laughs) i'm just olivia opening the sprite um i bet you can't guess what the flavor is if you guessed winter spice cranberry you'd be correct (laughs) and you would be (laughs) you know if you think back to last episode um you might have thought it might be the un what was it like the sugar-free version yeah um but no it's not the sugar-free version not yet uh, we have not gone to the grocery store yet so all right now i'm opening up the tequila Ooh. this time we're gonna do a one shot um instead of two shots uh to maintain our uh composure yeah composure. Yeah. <laughs> you know we're filming two episodes in a row so yeah this, this be one's a, definitely gonna be slopper than the first but um but that's okay that's what makes it fun <laughs> It'll be the honest, real, uncut version. No kidding. <laughs> Alright, I've secured the tequila cap on. We're about to take a shot. No kidding. Cheers. Right, cheers. <sighs> well, I'll tell you this much. There's no better chaser than Sprite <laughs> Winter's first Spiced Cranberry. <laughs> Mm, so refreshing. Delicious. Yeah. Um, use code how to make a great playlist 20 to get 20% off your next Sprite order. <laughs> you know how everyone's ordering Sprite? Um, yeah. And they are. They're stocking up for winter time. <laughs> Say, Olivia, do you like movies? No. Why would you bring that up here? Ooh. I, I watched I a did. bad movie. Let me watch a bad movie at the movie theater. I never watched one again. <laughs> Was it Shazam? <laughs> I actually kind of like Shazam. Damn. Um, you know, it's not the greatest movie of all time. It's an objectively bad movie. <laughs> what's the movie... Sorry, what's the worst movie you've ever seen at the movie theater? Oh my god. Excellent question. Um, I'm sure I've seen some real stinkers. <laughs> I know, I'm like trying to think. Oh, I saw... The Cars 3 movie in theaters. You didn't like it? I didn't love it. I thought it was far more compelling than Cars 2. I loved Cars, Cars 2. Cars 2 was, had nothing to do with it. Cars 3 was all about him stepping down and becoming a mentor for the new generation. Hilariously, I do love the soundtrack to Cars 2. I think it's really good. Well, no one's saying it doesn't have a great soundtrack. I mean, I don't know it intimately. Um, I don't know. Mater was just a very compelling character to me. Fair enough. He was um, less central in the in the third one. Right, and he was very central in the second one. You so. know, I did see Cars 3 in the theater, mm. but it couldn't have been the worst movie. You know, I saw Dunkirk in the um, movie theater. It's not that it was a bad movie, because mm-hmm. I don't think it was, but something about, like, kind of you being forced to, like sit and pay attention to it. Dunkirk is maybe a movie I would have, like, scrolled through Pinterest during. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that... Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm sure I've seen some terrible movies in, like, the movie theater. No kidding. Oh. I'm so cheap, though. Dude, I'm... I saw Cats. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you said Card 3 before you said Cats. Dude, I didn't remember I saw Cats. You blocked, I blocked it, it out. out. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. Yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, Cats probably was the worst one I ever saw in theaters. So that was not good. I know I've seen some stinkers, you guys, but I can't think of it. I can't think of what they were called. I blocked them out so, mm. like, and they were, like, not even, like, big, like, blockbuster-type movies. Like, right. they were pretty, like, underground because they mm. weren't good. Yeah. So, 
I guess I'll have to stick with my Dunkirk answer. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, on the other, like the flip side of that, what mm -hmm. are, I think it's hard to nail down like the best mm -hmm. experience, but what are your like favorite like cinematic like experiences that you've had? Um, I loved the Elton John movie, Rocketman. Mm. Um, I saw it multiple times in theaters, like even, I've only ever been to the movie theater once by myself and it was to see that movie because mm. I literally by the third time could not get anyone else to go with me. Mm. So I was like, guess I'll go alone and then watch it again and, you know, cried at all the proper parts mm -hmm. and like, you know, little like shoulder, like, you know, bounce along to like, you know, mm -hmm. the great song. So I loved that movie. Right. Um, I always love going to see Spider-Man in theaters, like, whenever, like, they come out with a new one. Mm -hmm. Um, I always think that one's so excellent. I'm not, like, someone who keeps up with, like, Marvel. Um, I think at this point it's just gonna be way too hard for me to try <laughs> yeah. to catch up with whatever's going on. Um, which is kind of a bummer, because whenever I do watch, like, a movie, like, I'll watch Spider-Man. I went to go see Black Widow in theaters, and, like, the biggest, like takeaway of the movie that I didn't like the negative like if there's like a negative takeaway to that movie it was I just didn't understand all the references to like right. the MCU I was like what's going on <laughs> um, um, what what happened um, I don't understand <laughs> um but you know I love watching the Spider-Mans in theater I feel like probably when I when I was a kid, like we would go like watch movies. I think I saw the album and then the Chipmunks movie <laughs> in theater. I don't know why that one's sticking out of my mind, but um, that had to be an excellent being experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, like David Cross as the villain. Like, are you kidding me? No like kidding. iconic. That That's just so great iconic. casting, you know? Right. So that had to be a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you ever sneak into any R-rated movies? Like when you were, I think it's at 17 you have to be to see an R-rated movie? Um, probably no, you know? Mm. I was a good little Mormon girl. I wouldn't even mm -hmm. watch PG-13 movies until I was 13. Oh. Except, you know, Bar the Prince of Persia. Maybe that's the worst movie I've ever <laughs> seen in theater. <laughs> I really just saw it in theater. Yeah. That's and, hilarious. <laughs> you know what? I also saw Maze Runner. Not that Maze Runner was a bad movie I think I saw Maze Runner in theater. But it scared the shit out of me. I was definitely yeah. too young to see it. I never read the book, so I did mm -hmm. not know what I was like. It was like me and my dad, and I was like scared shitless. Mm -hmm. But... <laughs> Dude, I think Maze Runner was probably one of like the books like I would lie about reading. <laughs> like There's like a whole shit list of books that I said I read, but I didn't read, because um, I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> Can I come clean to you? Yeah, of course. Um, I never finished the last Harry Potter book. I tell everyone I read the whole series, I never finished the last one, because that part where mm -hmm. they're, like, camping the whole time, like, mm -hmm. that was so fucking boring. I just, like, I never finished it, and I was that close. Mm -hmm. I also never finished the whole Harry Potter series. I advertised very heavily that I read <laughs> all of those books. So if any people I knew in middle school or high school right. is listening to this, I am positive I told you I read all those books. <laughs> I didn't even read. I didn't read a single word of those. Wow. <laughs> I am a liar. Um, so I have a box set of those books, and I have no idea where it ended up. I wonder if maybe when I go home this weekend, like I guess not this weekend, this week, mm -hmm. um, I should look for them. But I asked for them for Christmas, and they're like right. the ones that like make the little Hogwarts on the back. Oh, cool. They were so cute. I love that. But I have no idea where they ended up, so maybe I'll try and like track them down, or yeah. maybe they're gone forever. You know, I'll just hop on the audiobooks. You know, <laughs> at this point. Should we do the intro? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm Olivia Kalvik. And I'm Kelby Egbert. And this is How, How to Make, Make a Great, great playlist. playlist. 
so if you couldn't tell by our very clear and direct intro, today we're gonna be talking about our favorite like movie soundtracks of all time. We're veering off a little bit from the root of like talking about playlists, but I think, I don't know, I think movie, movie soundtracks can be like very synonymous with like playlists. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of like art in the curation of like mm -hmm. movie soundtracks. And like I was saying in like last episode, I feel like when I watch a movie and like there's like great music and stuff, mm -hmm. I end up pulling a lot of the music from it. Right. And it ends up on playlists a lot and mm -hmm. same thing with like TV shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there are some honorable mentions in that. Um, in that episode as well, if you didn't right? listen to it, definitely go back and listen to it. Oh yeah, that's a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I also feel like playlist making, if I have like, movies are a huge influence mm -hmm. in like my playlist, because we've watched like a ton of movies, mm -hmm. and I feel like something that we failed to mention when we were talking about like seasonal playlists, um, was especially like we, I think we really view a lot of content, like, like fall based seasonally. content, and like seasonally. Right. Um, so I feel like that can really help influence like my playlist as well. So, okay, so how we're gonna kind of structure today's episode is we're gonna talk just, you know, blah, 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 as we do <laughs> about movie soundtracks. So we're gonna kind of categorize it into honorable mentions. And then at the very end of the episode, we will reveal like our top picks for like our current favorite movie soundtracks. Okay, so let's get into some honorable mentions. Um, what are some of like your honorable mention like movie soundtracks that come to mind? Um, I know that when we talked about this episode, I wasn't really sure how to like categorize these. Mm -hmm. But one of my favorite—I mean, I love Oingo Boingo. You know, like that's mm -hmm. great music. It, it's it's fall music if you're trying to categorize. Um, but you know, you got Dead Man's Party. It's a lot of like Halloween music too. But right. like. I feel like Danny Elfman, like the scores mm -hmm. he does for movies, always like I love them, and I like form like a very strange attachment. And even before I know it's Danny Elfman, I always end up like loving the score mm -hmm. a lot. And so, The Nightmare Before Christmas and Meet the Robinsons, Danny Elfman did like the the scoring for both of those, mm -hmm. and like that's some of my favorite scoring like to ever exist. Like the music is wonderful. Like you know, The Nightmare Before Christmas has some of the most iconic like songs right. ever, and then. You know, Meet the Robinsons, if you haven't seen the movie, it's a great movie, but also, like, the music in it is, like, excellent. Yeah. There, like, I should probably have looked it up before. Right, I feel like there's there's gonna be a lot of Googling in this episode <laughs> and quick, you know, <laughs> movie soundtrack looking at, so. Hopefully Olivia will um, edit some of it down. No, you're gonna um, get the real uncut <laughs> version of me sitting here while Kelly Googles. <laughs> it's gonna be quiet, it's gonna be awkward. It's Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas does the song Little Wonders, mm -hmm. and it looks like the All-American Rejects have a song on this, which is um, incredible. The All-American All Rejects are kind of an interesting band because um, they had nothing but like top hits. Like their music was like right. super, super, super popular. You know, every single album had like a great song. And then like in like some weird like change of management at like some kind of like record agency, mm -hmm. like they just kind of got dropped. <laughs> Oops. Which is so unfortunate because, like, I, I mean, everybody loved their music, you know? Right. They're really, like, cranking out some great stuff. But they do have a song on this, so if you're looking for more, um, you know, All-American Rejects music, then this is a great option. But right. Danny Elfman did all the scoring for this movie, and I think it's wonderful. Like, it's some of, like, the best, like, mm -hmm. like, like, the flows are great, like, the... 
the dark scenes are really dark and the music really reflects mm -hmm. that and so i he's one of my favorite people to like do a scoring for like a movie so it's not really a soundtrack necessarily right but it is like an honorable mention yeah no i think scoring and like soundtracks like they can be very like distinct but i think like like the idea of like a score and a soundtrack like it just boils it down to how music can really play into like a movie and mm -hmm. like really like lend to like the storytelling so i think when it comes to that sense i think score is you know it's certainly on the same playing field for sure mm -hmm. um as i was saying in the intro to the, this <laughs> podcast i think the cars 2 soundtrack um is really great okay i might um, have to look this one up I yeah let's pull up the cars 2 soundtrack now i think collision of worlds is in there um that one's a great one Oh, there's a Weezer song. Yeah. Um, I think I did know that and at the same time blocked it out. Yeah, you might think Weezer, Iconic, Collision of Worlds. Brad Paisley's on that song <laughs> with Robbie Williams. Nobody's Fool, another Brad Paisley. Like, seriously, so iconic. <laughs> Dude, I cannot tell you. I love the cartoon soundtrack. Mostly just for like this, like three or four songs I mentioned. The rest of them, yeah, I'm like... All right, <laughs> but whatever those four songs, they really do it for me. There's an unbelievable amount of Brad Paisley in this. Yeah, I'm you know, shocked. I'm actually not like a huge Brad Paisley listener. I probably, That's shocking. I, I'm shocked. I only listen to the, the Cars too. Brad Paisley. I don't know if I can name a single Brad Paisley song that is off of the Cars too song. <laughs> Does he do whiskey lullaby? I don't know if I know. <laughs> Let's see. Let's look up Brad Paisley's Spotify. That's a Brad Paisley song. Okay. And see if I have any like songs. <laughs> wow, not a single oh, like song. Oh, one like song. Oh, <laughs> it's off of the Cars 2 song. <laughs> so I don't get too excited. Oh, sorry, Brad. <laughs> sorry, Brad. I'll start listening to you more. Um, but it's going to be come summertime. So. Um, yeah, no kidding. Wait till summer. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a little while. <laughs> Um, well, Whiskey Lullaby is a real bummer, so maybe maybe it could come earlier, you know? Yeah, it could be a summer uh, bummer a one. A summer bummer one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've established that I love the Cars 2 soundtrack. Yeah, let's talk more about Cars 2. Alright, well, next um, great soundtracks. <laughs> you know what one I loved was The Runaways, and I know we uh, talked yeah. about The Runaways in the last mm -hmm. episode, but it really is a great soundtrack and what i thought was really interesting about it was that joan jett did a lot of covers of songs and they put a lot of the original songs mm -hmm. into the like soundtrack so not only did like it include like songs that joan jett had covered but like mm -hmm. the originals of the songs and i thought that was like a really smart way to like kind of diversify the soundtrack a little mm -hmm. bit but also like still keep it pretty cohesive right it would be interesting to know like how artists choose like what songs they're going to cover you know mm -hmm. Right? It's like an excellent, like, question. Um, yeah, I did think the, the Runaway soundtrack was really good. Right. Um, and I don't know how you would normally do, like, a the soundtrack for a song, like, I'm sorry, not a song, like, a, a movie so heavily based in music, mm -hmm. like, where you're talking about the Runaways and, like, their music. Obviously, you'd have them performing their music, right. but, like, how would you do, like, the external music? And so having, like, I know Jen Jett had, like, a lot of influence in, like, the making of that movie. Mm -hmm. So, like, having it be the songs that, like, she had covered, mm -hmm. I really think was, like, a genius choice. Right? 
Yeah, because that's like an excellent question. Like, how do you even like begin to think about like how you do like a docu, like a documentary, like movie about like a band and like not just saturate it in their music, but mm-hmm. like add other like external musical influences. Mm-hmm. But I do think that is like it's so smart, like to do it that way. Right. Right. And it, it was like super well done. Um. Okay. Other ones. Um. I think I mentioned, like, the Wayne's World soundtrack. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and look that one up. Let's see if that one has as many great songs as I thought it does. Did. Do. <laughs> All I did was look up Wayne's World, not even the soundtrack. <laughs> so I was shocked when I didn't see any music. You got Queen, oh, you yeah. got Red Hot Chili Peppers, you got Black Sabbath. Uh-huh. You got Bomber and Blitz, you love that song. And you know I do. It's got Be My Frankenstein, Alice Cooper. You know I love Alice Cooper. Dude, if you Eric Clapton. If you take one thing away from this podcast, it's that Olivia loves Alice Cooper. I love it. Did you guys know that he golfs? He's a big golf fan. He loves golf. And he does. He even wrote a book. Maybe. I don't know. According to Olivia... He wrote a book about golfing, but nobody's fact-checked that. And if you could, don't fact-check <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, don't. Just believe it. Take it for a fact. Um, I don't know. I think Maverick told me that my... Okay, my older brother, I think, told me that he wrote a book about golf. Um, but maybe maybe that's what... I don't know. It's crazy. Um, okay, so in Wayne's World, I think, like, the scene when they listen to Bohemian Rhapsody in the car is, like, seriously, like, so iconic. It, it is, really is. It's, like... It is, like, so insane. I think, I think, I do, I remember watching this movie when I was probably, I was easily in elementary school, maybe middle school when I watched it, and that was, like, the first time I'd ever really heard Bohemian Rhapsody, and it was, it was so iconic. Um, I think when they play, ugh, when they play, like, Why You Wanna Break My Heart, when, like, like, Tia, like, sings that, like... What's her? I think her name, like her character's name, is Cassandra. Like Cassandra. Mm-hmm. Um, like they like play that song, uh, and she does such an iconic performance. Obviously, I love Ballroom Blitz. <laughs> um, you know, you guys as listeners have to know that. <laughs> yeah, Miles Cooper, of course. <laughs> I do actually really like Eric Clapton, um, and he's on the soundtrack as well. So, yeah. So I think. It- I think Wayne's World is a fantastic soundtrack. Um, one honorable mention for me would be, actually speaking of Maverick, mm-hmm. um, would be Top Gun. Huh? I did love the original Top Gun uh, soundtrack, even though, you know, the movie was like, eh. I liked it, but I didn't love it. I don't think I was the, the intended audience for that particular film. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Kenny Loggins, Where obviously... You know, speaking of Kenny Loggins, Footloose. Footloose is a great soundtrack. Oh, for and sure. And I love Footloose because right? it was filmed where I was born. Uh-huh. Well, I was born in Salt Lake, but I was I lived for the first few years of my life in um, Lehigh, Utah. And mm-hmm. that's where, the, like, Footloose, the original Footloose with Kevin Bacon was filmed. Right. So it's very, you know, it's connected to my heart. But Kenny Loggins and the Top Gun soundtrack you've got the most iconic berlin song take my breath away right i mean you have great balls of fire by jerry lee lewis so 
You really do have a lot of great like 80s influence in that particular one. You've got a Loverboy song. If you don't listen to Loverboy, I don't know what is going on with you. Working for the Weekend is one of like the best 80s songs. I like will play it in the car like no matter what. And they have an Otis Redding song sitting oh, on the dock of the bay. I love Otis Redding. Redding. Speaking of Otis Redding, um, I know he has a song in. I think it's the Pretty in Pink soundtrack. Let's see. I love the Pretty in Pink soundtrack. They have um, the song Pretty in Pink right? <laughs> by the Psychedelic Furs. They have the Smiths in there, like Please Please Let Me In. They have uh, OMD, Orchestral Movements in the Dark. Um, if you leave, if there's mm-hmm. like a more iconic 80s song, like you'll have to show me because if you leave is like the best. Like it's just so like moody and so like like melodic and just such a gorgeous song and like very like recognizable. I'm it feels like another one of those songs that like everybody knows but like doesn't know they know. Right. Or like I know like the Otis Redding song. What's that one called in it? Shit, what is that called? Uh, Try a Little Tenderness? No, yeah. Try a Little Tenderness, Otis Redding in Pretty in Pink is, like, such an iconic, like, 80s film moment. Um, cause, like, I think, like, Ducky sings it to, like, um, like, what's the, like, I want to say Claire, but I think that's her character's name from, uh, Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. No, I'll, uh, I'll do a little recon. Hold on. <laughs> I was like, Molly Ringwald. Yeah. Well, that's not yeah. it. <laughs> Andy. Her name's Andy. Oh, yeah. That is such an iconic name. name. Um, like for a character but the name of a bachelorette (laughs) oh um but like ducky sings it to andy and it is like because she works in she works in a record shop right Mm -hmm. and i feel like they don't really touch on that too much in the movie (laughs) but it's like such an iconic job to have like while you're in high school right but she's like working in like the record shop and then like ducky like does this whole like lip sync like dance to like that song and i just forever like burned in my memory it's so iconic i love it right <laughs> it also has new order on the um the soundtrack it looks like and barry manilow oh copacabana right? huh dude yeah that one has a good soundtrack you know what i was thinking to tie it back into our playlists right to make like a playlist based on a movie like maybe songs that like you could include some of the songs that were mm-hmm. in the movie but maybe like kind of reach out a little farther mm. and like find songs that you think remind you of that movie or like right. would have fit well in that movie or kind of give you the vibe of that movie. I think that could be a really interesting playlist. Right. I think that'd be so cool. Just like a playlist like inspired by like mm-hmm. the storyline of a movie or a vibe of the movie. One time I remade the play like the soundtrack to uh-huh. um Rock of Ages <laughs> where I was like another great soundtrack. this is a great you know a great musical right but I really think I could like re like call it recast you know mm-hmm. all the songs but with like 80s new wave and right. I did that <laughs> and it was I great it was a, cool it was a really good time like it was a really like inventive like experiment of like playlists and I that's the playlist I always turn on when like my mom is like driving me places mm-hmm. she's like Kelly turn on some music I'll just turn that on because she loves the 80s mm-hmm. new wave you know and she's like this is a great playlist and I'm like don't I know it right <laughs> oh, that is such a genius idea I'd love to hear it okay any final honorable mentions before we get into our topics no I think okay, okay my first top pick would be about a boy mm-hmm. about a boy um is an interesting music. I, oh my god! <laughs> Please cut that out. <laughs> an inter- About a boy is an interesting movie, but it really does. It captures like this like 
early like 2000s like british vibe of like Mm -hmm. bachelor man that Mm -hmm. i love like something about his apartment where it's so like weirdly sleek you know where everyone loved that style you know where everything was so like streamlined and sleek and like like very much for like the look of things and he has like that that cd player that like plays multiple cds i had a friend that had that and i was like wow we you know (laughs) luxury oh but it's like it really captures like a very specific vibe like even the audi he drives is like very like you know it's just got like a really really strong vibe kind of like the same vibe as like sliding doors you know like that early like british like early 2000s british vibe maybe it's even like late 90s but about a boy kind of captures that it's got tony collette she's one of my favorite actresses ever mm-hmm. but in that like movie they have like a really heavy use of the song um, Killing Me Softly, mm-hmm. uh, which I know the Fugees are the Fugees, but the Fugees um, <laughs> do a cover of that song. But originally it's by Roberta Flack, and it's mm-hmm. just like one of like the most compelling songs. It's got beautiful lyrics. If you have never listened to that song, you absolutely need to listen to it. Like, either version right. is excellent. But that's kind of like the, the main song or the pivotal song of that movie, and I just like... It's really, it's a heavy emphasis on, like, the lyrics of that mm-hmm. song. So I really think that's great. They've got other great songs in that, um, right. in that show. They've got, like, a U2 song. I'm trying to think what which one it is. Um, maybe Zoo Station by U2. But it's really, like, a really strong vibe in that particular movie. And I do love that um, soundtrack. Well, excellent. Yeah, we just watched that, like, this past week, and it did have, like, very good music in it, and it was a good storyline. Okay, um, I'm gonna give one of my top picks for a soundtrack, and it is the Someone Great soundtrack. This movie came out on Netflix maybe 2019. In my head, it was 2019, so that's what I'll go with, but it has, seriously, some of the most iconic songs ever. Um, it has Super Cut by Lord. It has, like, Truth Hurts by Lizzo. That song was such like an iconic placement in this movie. It also has like the the music of um, "Motion Sickness" by Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, right. But like it doesn't have I don't think any of the lyrics. It's just like right. like that's like the transition song. Right. <laughs> uh, it has like your best American Girl by Mitski on it. Um, the Jump Off by Lil' Kim, which is such an iconic song. Um, it has like Selena on it as "Dreaming of You" by Selena. Um, when she's, like, in, I think she's, like, in the bodega, and she's, like, picking out a Coke, and, like, they're playing Dreaming of You, and she starts, like, singing Dreaming of You. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, Great One by Jessie Reyes, and, like, I think, like, Jessie is, like, in the movie, like, she yeah, has, like, a Yeah, I think she's a, a scene, performer. Right? Did you already say Mansard Roof by The Vampire Weekend? I think Weekend? I did. That one's, like, such an iconic one, too. Um. It's also, like, a movie about music. Like, she's a music right. writer. So I really like that they, like, incorporated, like, great music in that. Mm-hmm. I feel like they did a similar thing for High Fidelity. Like, if you're going to do a right. movie about, like, someone that loves music, you absolutely have to have, like, an excellent soundtrack. Right? And that makes a lot of sense. That's probably why, like, the soundtrack is seriously, like, so great. <laughs> it's because, like, she, like, gets a job writing for the Rolling Stones. Um, and then one of, like, the last songs they play is, like, Moon Rouge. gets a job for the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Does that not make sense? Gets a job. The Rolling Stone. The Magazine. Rolling Stone. <laughs> made it sound like she got hired by the Rolling Stones. So she's actually the new lead singer of the Rolling Stones. 
<laughs> that's she's hilarious. actually taking over Mick Jagger's um, place in the and Rolling Stones. That's so, so funny. <laughs> Oops. Last song's on that soundtrack is Moon River by Frank Ocean. Uh, or like his cover of Moon River. Obviously, it's not by him. Um, but I think he has a great cover it, of it. And Alright, my second to top pick um, is uh, the... The Garden State soundtrack. Mm. This one is really famous. I think a lot of people know this one. It does have Only Living Man in New York. It's got, like... Guys, when I found out about this um, soundtrack, you couldn't even access it, like, through, like, a streaming service. Like, all the songs were pretty much, like, you know, grayed out. Right. So you had to go through and, like, make your own version of it, like, where you just, like, track down every single song. And so that's um, how I have it. But it's like Coldplay. You've got like mm-hmm. Blue Eyes by the Carey Brothers. You've got Such Great Heights by Iron and Wine. And I mean, I, it looks like I threw on the Postal Service version of that song too, which is uh-huh. also a great version. And Let Go by Fru Fru, like, which is also actually, I think, the opening song to um, Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. which is a little weird. I always forget that. But this, like, movie is. I mean, I don't know that I'd recommend this movie necessarily, but, like, there is something to say about, like, the soundtrack, and honestly, I feel like I should have given a lot more credit to my friend. I had a friend in high school, her name was Claire, Mm -hmm. and she loved this movie, and she loved the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Like, she was just like, this movie has, like, the best soundtrack, you have to watch it. I watched it, and, like, the soundtrack was amazing. Like, there was really, like, something, like, so well made, like, about, like, every single song just, like, really, like, jived, and there was, like, a big, like, focus on, it's the shins, so, like, the main girl in it loves the shins, Mm -hmm. and so, the shins are also in Gilmore Girls, they are a performer in Gilmore Girls, but, like, they've got Caring is Creepy, New Sling, and so it's really, like, a very, like, well-made soundtrack and it's really like one of the best ones so i definitely don't think i'm like the first person to kind of like you know put this movie up as like a great soundtrack but it is really one of my favorite ones Mm -hmm. it's got nick drake songs it's really very cultivated in its vibe you know Mm -hmm. dude i don't think i've ever seen garden state um and i'd love for you to show it to me um because i'm very intrigued by this excellent soundtrack (laughs) okay um my next pick I do have a very hard time, like, ordering things, certainly when it comes to, like, my favorite things of all time, mm-hmm. so I can't, I can't guarantee you, you that this is my one, two, three top, like, movie soundtrack <laughs> order, but I'm fine saying it's my top three. Um, Kelby showed me the Royal Tenenbaums, um, like, a Wes Anderson movie. We watched it a couple weeks ago, and I seriously thought the soundtrack was so excellent. <laughs> I thought it was so, so good. Um, it has a lot of, like, very classical music, and it has a lot of classical muni- music that is really happy with, like, minor chords. Um, it has, like, a lot of tension in it, which I love, like, in a classical music, like, song, and especially, like, it really lended itself to the storyline and the movie. So I thought the incorporation of, like, the classical music was really fantastic. Um, but then they blended that extraordinarily well with a lot of other songs like they have songs from the clash in there they have judy's a punk by the ramones i love the ramones Mm -hmm. um they have 
They also have a Nick Drake song. Right? Yeah, they have um like Vince, I don't know how to say his last name, Garaldi. Mm -hmm. Perhaps he does um like the like the Peanuts soundtrack. Um and I love like listening to like the like the Peanuts Christmas like soundtrack um to like go to sleep to. I know like, a really famous song off of this one is mm -hmm. the These Days by Nico. Nico, yep, mm -hmm. I love that one. That one's so excellent. <laughs> um they also have me and Julia down by the schoolyard by Paul Simon. Um we're big Paul Simon fans here apparently. <laughs> they have like a Bob Dylan song. I don't think that one has any words to it. Um like they have Ruby Tuesday by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Stephanie says, um, they have another Nico song, like, The Fairest of Seasons. They have Everyone Van Morrison. Like, I seriously thought it was, like, I don't know, such, like, an excellent blending of, like, lyrical music with classical music. And, I don't know, like, every song that they played, I, like, sat there and I was like, oh my god, like, this is fantastic. Like, I can't wait to, like, go research the song and, like, listen to it more. Mm -hmm. Um... Because, like, the movie was so excellent, and it was, like, such a heartbreaking, like, story, and then... And it's, like, visually stunning, you know? Like, right? it's, like, very, like... Someone called it Coco Melon for adults. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, maybe so. Maybe. But, yeah, seriously, like, so... Like, such a like, beautiful movie. Um, this is really interesting, but, like, when I had, like, looked up that... Um, movie. Mm -hmm. One of like the top playlists that was made was Margot Tenenbaum's mixtapes, and I so like, I saw that one when like, I was looking up like creation of like a mixtape for like a character that like or maybe that a character would listen to or would right? make. Like, is another like really interesting like premise for like a playlist. Totally. If you're looking like for some more playlist and like inspiration of like. Mm -hmm kind of what you should be aiming for like that is a really interesting like finding a movie you love and then like cultivating music that like maybe a favorite right. character or like a character that you identify with mm -hmm. might listen to like is another great way to like kind of like force you out of your comfort zone and like look for music like outside of like what you're just listening to right yeah i feel like that's so genius because i think when i watch movies there are ca characters that are so compelling to me or that i feel just like so connected to um and just kind of exploring creatively what you think that character would be listening to based off the soundtrack or based off the storyline. Yeah, I think that's, like, a really interesting way. And like you were saying, it, like, kind of pushes, like, out of pushes you out of your comfort zone in playlist mm -hmm. making and, like, what music you might be listening to. Right. I wonder if, like, for this um, podcast, we could, like, kind of create challenges for each other of, like, <gasps> playlists to make, right? Ew, I should we that. do, like, a character, like, playlist? Oh, totally. Okay, yeah. We should. Okay, so we'll both come out with, like, a, a character playlist and right. then maybe, like, talk about it on the next, like, podcast. Right, yeah, and, like, the next episode, um, things that you can expect, um, are a sugar-free version <laughs> of, of, Sprite. The, <laughs> of the Sprite Winter Spice, spice Cranberry, <laughs> uh, and then the other thing that you can expect is, um, a character playlist based off of a movie or TV show, um, and then we'll just chat about it for a little bit. Maybe, maybe that'll be our next cold open. <laughs> huh? Mm. Okay, what is your top pick, um, or, like, final pick? My top pick for, um, a, like, movie soundtrack, and I feel like it really coincides with, like, why it's my favorite movie. Um, it's a really strange pick for a favorite mm -hmm. movie. I think I've gotten a lot of, like, strange, um, like, feedback from it. But it's actually the Dan in Real Life, like, soundtrack. Right. Which most of it is 
done by like the same person. Sandra Sandra Lerke. Yeah. It's a Norwegian singer songwriter. Okay, cool. But so he did most of the music for Dan in Real Life. And I actually loved the soundtrack so much. Mm -hmm. I did buy a CD for my car. I know that a lot of, um, there's been a lot of backlash. Um, that, I mean, Ooh. backlash maybe isn't the right word. Um, a lot of pushback. A lot of comments, perhaps. Um, maybe made about that particular CD in my car. Ooh. But it is one of my favorite ones when it comes around. I have, like, a hilarious collection of right. CDs. So if you ever want to know what my collection of CDs is, let Ooh. me know, you know? And I'll, I'll walk through them. That'd be mm -hmm. a hilarious um, <laughs> podcast episode. But, like, a collection of what my CD collection is, and then what my record collection is. Right. But he did most of the music for it. There's like a couple of um, different songs. There's a version of Fever, which I think is originally mm. maybe a Peggy Lee song, but in this version is like a Fine Frenzy who right. does um, that cover of uh, Fever. There's definitely another song that is not like featured here. I know Regina Spector is featured on uh, the Dan Real Life soundtrack. And then there's another song that, like, the scene where they're dancing in, like, the, the bar or something. Right. Um, it's definitely not a Sandra, a Sandra, Sandra Lerke. Mm -hmm. um, did not do that song, so. It really is a beautiful um, soundtrack. It is, like, the epitome of fall. Mm -hmm. And right. just all of, like, the songs, like, the singing on it is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think it's really worth, like, a listen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just think it's, like... It's beautiful, and like there are some like really, really fall esque songs. So I love fall. It's one of my fa it's my favorite season. Uh, definitely my favorite musical season. <laughs> so, but that is definitely my my favorite movie, and I think it's probably my favorite movie. Uh, first of all, because I love um, Juliette Binoche, mm -hmm. um, but ooh also la la, um. Emily Blunt. But Emily Blunt also makes, you know, an appearance in that movie. You got mm -hmm. like, it's, yeah, Diane Weist. Diane Weist, okay. Okay, yeah, Weist. Mm -hmm. um, and John Mahoney, isn't it? Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> That's an excellent pick. I love um, it. <laughs> you listened to, I mean, sorry, I okay. guess you listened to the soundtrack and you watched the movie recently. What did you think? I did like the movie. I think. I thought, like, the music was really good, too. Mm -hmm. Like, um, like, Fever, like, in, like, when, like, when right. that was playing, I caught that one, and I really loved that, like, song. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I think, like, the soundtrack just, like, it just, yeah, it totally blended with the movie really well. Right, and it, like, plugs you right along, you know? Like, right. it really brings you into, like, the moment. And so, I really, I really did enjoy it. And it's been one of my favorites since I was probably, like, a kid. I loved that movie for probably too long. Well, I'd love to hear it. That's so excellent. <laughs> um, okay, my final pick, um... I'm gonna throw out Labyrinth. <laughs> That's a great one. I think so, too. It David Bowie has some great songs in that. And it, he does. It, like... David Bowie, and looks like Trevor Jones, does a lot of the music on this, too. But if you have not seen Labyrinth, you have to see, like, you have to see Labyrinth. Um, hilariously, this has, like, a huge um, connection to the Muppets. <laughs> because I think his name is, is it Jim Morrison? Um, no, it can't be. That's, like, the singer of The Who. I think the, the door. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, not it's the who. The who. Is it? Wait, I know. No, it's the one. doors. I think you're right. It's the doors. It's not the who. <laughs> I'm Googling it. No, it's for sure. The doors. I don't know who the lead singer of the who is. I'll Google that while you Google the doors. <laughs> you're right. It is um, Jim Morrison is the lead singer of the doors. Oh, the who. <laughs> um, Pete Townsend? Pete Townsend. He's famous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he is. Okay, so now that we've got that cleared up, Jim Henson. That's yeah. the Muppet guy, not Jim Morrison. But you know, we'll go ahead and give Jim Morrison a shout out. We love the doors here. I've actually had a lot of doors related snafus in my life. I think like one time, I was talking to like my middle school history teacher and I was trying to like sound really intellectual about music and he was like and I was like yeah like I really feel like they sound like like the doors and like my history teacher was like Olivia this sounds nothing like the doors and I was like oh okay <laughs> bye <laughs> anyway um so clearly I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to the doors you know, I don't think I have a door CD, but I do think I have, like, a, The Who on CD in my car. Well, that's hilarious. We'll have to listen to it. <laughs> no, it's good. Nice. Um, okay, anyway, Labyrinth um, has a hilarious Muppet-related <laughs> um, connection because Jim Henson, who does the puppets for the Muppets, does the puppets for Labyrinth. So, it's all very intertwined. But I think Labyrinth is seriously such an excellent movie. If you have not seen it, you need to watch it. It is so, so good. Um, I think in like fourth grade, I made everyone at my birthday party watch the <laughs> Labyrinth. Um, they didn't love it, but I did. I loved it. I ate it right up. I'm pretty sure I watched it when I was little, and I was like, I've got to give this a rewatch because I right? don't think I fully captured the essence of this film. Um, so many um, questions left unanswered, so I'm glad I did the double watch, right. um, and I have only fond memories of it. You know that song where that he sings, like, when they're at the, like, the masquerade ball? Mm. That's the most beautiful, like, scene to right. song, like, thing I've probably ever seen. I funny? found it, like, completely compelling. Is it as, like, the world falls down? Yes, and so <laughs> I love that song, like, when I watched it, and then I went to, like, look it up, and it, I had already downloaded it, which I mm -hmm. think was from when you had added it yeah. to, like, we do, like, these, like, collaborative, like, what are they called? Like road trip playlists right, where yeah. like you calculate how long the road trip is mm -hmm. and then like divide like those hours by like how many people mm -hmm. are like going to be on the road trip with you or like how many minutes or whatever. Right. And that's like a seriously genius like road trip playlist idea. If you like don't know what to do for a road trip playlist, like I've loved it every time we've done mm -hmm. it. Like just like, yeah, like Kelly was saying, just like take the hours of the road trip and divide it by however many people and then you get to add however many songs. Right, like you divide like the, like, I mean you get it to minutes and like, you right. know, you divide like the minutes pretty much by four is mm -hmm. normally what we do and then it gives you a number and like everybody gets to add that many like songs to the like playlist. Right. And then you get like a great like, you know, like broad, you pretty much let everyone add whatever songs they want mm -hmm. and then you get like a great mix of like songs pretty much on the mm. on the road trip and it is seriously like the best life hack because everybody gets like some music that they like want to listen to mm -hmm. like you don't have to worry about like the stress of like thing like your phone go going out of signal or right. like because you can just download the playlist before mm -hmm. and like you don't have to worry about like people trying to like get you to cue things like i personally hate that on the road trip like if i'm right. in charge of like queuing people's songs i'm like sorry like we're out of service like i can't queue any songs mm -hmm. right now or anything or your queue goes dead or something it's really like the most annoying thing ever so, 
That's if you want a life hack. If you want to make a great playlist, yeah. If you want to make that. a great playlist, do that. It's like it's seriously so genius. I love it. Um, but yeah, I did put that one on that playlist. Um, it's like the scene where like she's wearing like the main character um, is wearing the most gorgeous dress of all time. She's seriously so stunning in it. Gosh, she is like gorgeous. Um, and like yeah, they're at like this ball and it's like this beautiful song. Um, so that one's like an iconic song. Um, it has like magic dance, which I think is another <laughs> iconic scene. It is so funny because like all like these goblins in the movie are just like <laughs> like having a party. They're just going crazy. Um, that one's so funny, and it's such like an upbeat, like great song. Um, and then another one of my favorites is Underground. On that, I think that is both like the opening track and the closing track of Labyrinth, and it is like seriously, it's so signifying of the movie. Um, and it is such a fantastic song. I also think Labyrinth is, like, hugely signifying of fall, um, and if you cannot tell by, like, all, like, how much we've <laughs> talked about fall on this playlist, or on this podcast, <laughs> um, we're big fall fans here, um, and Labyrinth is certainly a big fall movie, so if you haven't seen it, watch it, listen to the soundtrack, um, you're gonna love it, it's seriously so great. But, okay, what do we feel like the main takeaway of this episode was for our listeners and their playlist making, you know? Um, just that media can, like, really influence, you know, how you um, experience music and, like, how you build those playlists. Like, mm-hmm. movies, I think, definitely dictate, like, how you can view, like, a, like certain songs. Like, certain yeah. songs that are included in, like, a soundtrack that of a movie that has a really strong, like, vibe to it, mm-hmm. I think will always kind of dictate how I see those songs mm-hmm. but also the movies offer like a great like it's obviously an excellent way for you to like find characters that you relate to and stuff mm-hmm. but then you can use that to kind of inspire your own playlist making like I think that there's like a lot of creativity there where you can use other people's art to really like right. kind of motivate your own like playlist making mm-hmm. yeah so. I feel like those are excellent takeaways yeah just like find like the inspiration in the movie like soundtracks can be like super influential and like there's a lot of like you know things that you can find within the soundtrack or in a movie like that can like come like become like own creative things for you like what we were talking about earlier like picking a character um i think you could pick like a place like in a movie to like build a playlist on there's like so much like so many possibilities there Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what i would say like the main takeaway is but yeah, we'll see you guys next time um, with um, some more Sprite. <laughs> no kidding. We actually did finish our bottle of Sprite, so we'll let you know what, what kind of Sprite we have next time. Yeah, we need more Sprite. <laughs> All right, um, well, thanks for listening. Bye.